0: Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Well, I want to start this morning with uh, a confession. And uh, my confession is this. I really miss you all. I miss you. And... I was just reading some of the messages that have been put on uh, Church Suite through the Greyfriars website and people are writing, some of you writing, you know, this is good, but we miss being together. And I think for me personally, over the last few months, we began lockdown and there was a lot of hard work to make this happen initially. And there was even a moment where it felt a bit exciting and it was new and novel. But as the weeks and months have gone on, Certainly within me, there's been this growing sense of missing you all, and I now am in a place where I long to worship together with you and and pray together and encourage each other and just get together and have fellowship together. And if that's you too, and you're in a place where you're thinking, "Oh, I just long to be back together with everyone else," then I want to encourage you that that is a good and godly desire. And as John and Joy were saying, we want to try and do everything we can at the moment to work out how could we get back together? What would that look like? And it is complex, but um, we really need your help. So for those of you at Greyfriars, please join in on Tuesday evening, 8pm, You know, whether you're a child or older member of the congregation, a young family or a young person, a student, whoever you are, we need all of you to join in and help shape how we might get back together. For the time being, we are scattered around Reading and beyond and there's times when being scattered can feel quite isolating, it can feel a bit lonely, it can feel harder to engage and and most of you are sat at home watching this now, do you realise with one press of a button you could turn this off and watch Homes Under the Hammer right now? And I have deliberately picked the worst possible program I could find scheduled for Sunday morning on BBC because I want you to stay and listen Um, but whilst we are scattered the truth is we're also gathered and it's this strange tension and what we see in these words that Chris just read from 1 Peter is that this is nothing new and in fact what I want to say this morning is it is part of God's plan For his church. So if you've got a a Bible um, near to you, just open it up and we're going to have a look at these words of 1 Peter. And what we see in the very first verse is a greeting from the Apostle Peter to a group of churches around this area called Asia Minor. So Peter writes to God's elect exiles, and he uses this word scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Now, these areas were uh, geographical areas within Asia Minor that today make up the country that we know as Turkey. And the people who Peter was writing to were geographically scattered and they didn't have broadband. They didn't have broadband to help them connect like we do today to a Sunday service. They didn't have Zoom to help them connect midweek. They really felt this sense of being isolated and alone at times. In fact, all they had was good old pen and parchment. And so we have Peter's letter here to these churches. And Peter himself was on his own. And so he's writing to these group of churches. And we read in verse 6, if you have a look, that these churches are facing trials of all different kinds. And he writes to them to say, take heart, take heart. That is the point of this letter. And some of us today maybe need to hear that. You know, you will be facing your own trials in your life at the moment, whether that's to do with work or health or finances, bereavement, maybe something out of your control. And all the things that you and I face in our lives at the moment, the trials are made, I think, even harder by the fact that we are scattered and we're not able to gather and cheer each other on and encourage each other and pray for each other face to face. Now, Peter knew this challenge as well. He was probably in Rome when he was writing this letter. He was gonna go on to face persecution and, and actually be killed for his faith. And he's writing to a group of people who are facing similar trials and persecution. And yet Peter knew that it wasn't the fact that they were scattered that defined them as God's people. So if you have a look at verse 2 in chapter 1, we see these amazing words. As Peter helps us understand right at the beginning of this letter, who are we? Who are you? And the answer is, you are chosen by God your Father. You are being sanctified, you're being made holy, you're being grown in your faith by the Holy Spirit, and you have been sprinkled with the blood of Christ. Or in other words, you have been forgiven and redeemed, and you've been reconciled with God your Father through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and the resurrection. That is who you are. That is your identity. Before any other label that we give ourselves, whether it's New Hope, Greyfriars, One Family, Father, Mother, Son, Daughter, Accountant, Unemployed, whatever label you think you may have, this letter reminds us that you are chosen, you are sanctified, and you are forgiven all because of Jesus. Now this is true for us as individuals, but Peter wants us to see something beyond that. And so in chapter two, those words that Chris read, it's almost as if the camera zooms out and it pans out so that we can see something even more. And we get a glimpse of God's great plan. Now, I don't know if any of you have been past Greyfriars' building recently, uh, but if you have, you've driven past or walked past, you will see that redevelopment is well underway. And so the West End, that sort of um, building at the front of the church, has gone. The toilets have gone, the foyer has gone, the kitchen has gone. And it looks very different. And if you've been past it, you would know that all that remains now is the original building that was the Greyfriars Church and actually when I walked around it this week with my hard hat on and yellow jacket it's amazing you can see the original walls of the church from every side you can see the original flint and under the the huge west window that you would see as you're driving up the IDR to the roundabout the builders have excavated about six seven foot down to try and see the foundations of the church and it's amazing because you look down this hole and you can see layers of flint and rubble and brick that have been compounded over hundreds of years that have formed the foundation of the church that have helped Greyfriars as a building stand for over 700 years. Now here in 1 Peter we read about a different kind of foundation, but one that serves an even more important purpose. Peter is saying in this letter in chapter two that Jesus is our foundation. He is your foundation. He's saying that the words he uses, Jesus is our cornerstone. But it it's the same. It it holds the building together. And Peter's saying that Jesus is the foundation of. Of new hope of grey fries of every church that ever was right back to that day when the holy spirit came on the day of pentecost right through to that church that will be standing on the day when jesus returns and makes all things new he is our foundation he is our cornerstone sometimes people say to me david is your job hard as a vicar as a pastor And I often say Joy is bored of hearing this, but I I say, you know, I take great comfort and encouragement from the words of Jesus when he said, I, Jesus, will build my church. You know, it's not David Walker. It's not Joy Atkins. It's Jesus. Jesus builds his church. And your role and my role is to be faithful and fruitful to to lift our heads up and see what God is doing around us by his spirit and to join in. What we see here in chapter 2 of 1 Peter is something of that grand design, what the master builder is constructing. And what we see is that the words here in chapter 2 are that Whether you're watching this from Reading, or around the UK, some of you are, or even those of you who are joining in from overseas, is that every single one of you are living stones. You're living stones because you have the very power and presence of the Holy Spirit in you. The Bible tells us that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And Peter's writing this letter to say, we are all part of the same building we are one family yes between new hope and greyfriars but even more than that we're one family with the other churches here in reading other churches around the uk and in fact churches worldwide i really love the answer that uh, someone once gave they were asked by a stranger or someone they just met who said how many people go to your church and this person thought for a second and said, 2.4 billion. Now, the person asking the question thought they would say 20, 30 people. And they were so dumbfounded when the answer came back, 2.4 billion, that they were sort of saying, that, that, that's quite a lot of people. That's, that's quite a large building. The answer is, we are part of the one church of Jesus Christ. Every nation, every continent, every denomination there is one church that Jesus is building and we are part of it. God didn't create us to be isolated as believers and I think that's, you know, I'm trying to be vulnerable with you, that's why I'm finding this really hard at the moment. I think that's why some of us find this really difficult because we feel the pain of being isolated from each other and that's why Gathering is so important. Gathering in small groups, gathering for Tuesday special that we heard about a few minutes ago, gathering in men's groups, women's groups, youth groups, students groups. It it doesn't matter which groups we're part of but that act of gathering is crucial and so I want to encourage you if you're not part of a group today and you're at New Hope speak to Joy or Amy or one of the team and join a group. At Greyfriars speak to me or John and go online and and sign up to a group because we need each other. We need each other to fulfill the very purpose that God has for his church. And if we look at the words that Peter uses in this letter, so turn to chapter 2, we see that Peter doesn't write in verse 9, you are a chosen person. He writes you are chosen people. You are a holy nation he's writing in the plural deliberately because we cannot fulfill God's call on our own we are part of something that God is building in this country that is bigger than ourselves and Jesus says that the gates of Hades will not overcome it and I think some of you need to hear that today you know COVID-19 will not overcome God's church God is mightier, more powerful than anything that you or I will face in our lives. And together we have a mission. Part of what we read in here is that we are part of a royal priesthood. And we're therefore called to represent God to the world, to everyone that we meet. And we do that primarily through evangelism. We read in these verses about declaring God's praises. And that's why I'm really excited about what we've just seen about Alpha, that between New Hope and Greyfriars, we would pray, as John said, about who could we invite to hear the good news of Jesus. And then we'll join in together at the end of September, and together we will be equipped to welcome colleagues and friends, neighbours into our homes to share the good news with them is part of our priestly role. And you are priests in your place of work, in your community, in your school, at university. You might be the only Christian in your place of work or your the place where you live. And God wants to use you powerfully to declare his praises in that place. So we are all priests. Now I have a, a visual aid for you this morning And if we were together in the building, whether that were New Hope or Greyfriars, I would hand each one of you one of these. Now, you may be looking at this and thinking, what is that? Some of you may be thinking, does David even know what that is? (laughs) Um, I just want to reassure you that I learned from Amy uh, this morning, this is what's called a dog collar or a (laughs) clerical collar. And um, I was going to hand one to every one of you to make the point that you know we are all priests, this priesthood of all believers, but I can't give you one of these. So, my challenge for you today is I want you to make one of these. Uh, I went to a service once in a cathedral and a friend of mine forgot to bring his collar, so uh, he had to rush out to a shop, buy a fairy liquid bottle and make one out of uh, the bottle. So you can do it out of card or some plastic. And the point of this is, I don't know what the Bishop of Reading would say about this, but the point is, is that we would have one of these to remind us of our collective priestly role. The point is, you and I are called by God to declare his praises and to share the good news of Jesus. And Peter is clear in this letter that as we do this, as we share the good news, some will reject Jesus, some will stumble, some won't believe. But I want to encourage you that it is God's job to save. It is our job to share the good news. And as we do this, I think I say, along with all of us, that none of us, me included, feel entirely qualified for the job. As I was walking around the building site at Greyfriars this week, you know, it was dusty and dirty and noisy and there's diggers and mess everywhere. And as I was looking at this sort of scene of carnage, really, I kind of was reminded that it's probably a bit like my life. You know, I am working progress. When I looked at the church, I realised it's not what it will one day be when the building work is finished. In the same way that my life and your life are not what they one day will be, ultimately when we are in glory with God forever. We are working progress. You know, we're not perfect. We are redeemed sinners, redeemed by the grace of God, growing in love for God and for one another. And so, you know, church is a construction site It's meant to be messy because we are all being worked on by the Holy Spirit together. Just have a think about the man who wrote this letter, Peter. I mean, he made a total horlicks of it at the beginning. But actually, it's not about you and me. It's about God's grace. We are called out of darkness into the light. It's about his spirit sanctifying us. about his power in our weakness and so I want to finish by reminding you that you are chosen you we together are a holy nation we are God's special possession that is the truth of who you are and as we gather together as these living stones Our rough edges are are rounded, are smoothed in community together. And and God takes us as living stones and he builds us together to make something far more beautiful, far more long-lasting, far more impacting, far more majestic and wonderful than you and I will ever truly perceive. understand in our lives. And as we gather, something profound and amazing takes place. It is the presence and the power of God's Holy Spirit in us as we gather together as these living stones being built into God's church. Now in a minute we're going to sing the UK blessing and I don't know about you but when I first saw this recording of the UK blessing I was reduced to tears and I know some of you were as well and there were tears pouring down our cheeks and I you know over the weeks I've been thinking and months why was that what is it about this video this song that reaches so deep in here And I think reading these words of 1 Peter, there's something in this recording that was done, as you know, during lockdown that helps us understand. It's like taking a few steps back. We're panning out in the camera and we get a glimpse of what God is doing. Of these living stones coming together from different areas of the UK, different denominations, different styles of worship. To create something spirit-breathed.